This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. So today on Your Next Step, I have two very special guests. That is my wife, Jennifer, and her mother, Sherry Godby. And the reason this is important is because recently they did a series of teachings uh, on just the importance of having a strong mind, transforming your mind through the Word of God. And today they're going to take the conversation a little bit deeper for you. And, you know, in a world in which so many people are anxious. So many people are depressed and frustrated. This is really, really important. So don't go anywhere. Stay with me as Jennifer and her mom, Sherry, share about the importance of God's Word and strengthening your mind. You know, I want to keep what's mine, don't you? You know, a heavy price by God has already been paid for all of us to have something. And what what he wants to give us, we want to keep it, don't we? Well, what is ours? Ours is uh, a spirit of love, a spirit of power, and a sound mind. And that's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7. Anyway, that is our goal. That is our hope that you will have a strong mind and a strong life as you go through these uh, lessons with us. So anyway, mom, I don't know if there's something you want to say as an introduction to this, or if you just want to start with a prayer. Well, I just want to say that it, that a sound mind is a gift. It's a gift from God. It is freely given. And, and yes, I want to keep it. He's given it to us and I want to keep my sound mind. And it's something that, that uh, every day of our lives we have to fight to keep, but it's, it's worth fighting for. And we're going to unpack how the Bible has offerings for us for all areas in our mind. We're going to talk about temptation. We're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about so many things. This is going to be a great uh, series and and God has all the tools that we need. And I just want them to know they they may not realize that you are an educator, (laughs) that you've spent your life teaching and you've also spent your life uh, working in working in prisons with juveniles. Mm-hmm. You have you're you're an ordained pastor in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> you, you've helped in churches. You've helped women. You've helped so many people and students. And so I want them to know that. And this material is exceptionally good. Why don't we start with a prayer? Okay, Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I am so blessed, Lord. You said for me to let the mind of Christ be in me. So right now. I choose to let the mind of Christ be in me and dwell in me. I know that your thoughts are higher than mine, Lord, and I invite your thoughts to permeate my thoughts. I repent of every thought that is contrary to your will for me. Teach me how to fight for and keep the sound mind that you gave me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, mental health is such a hot button topic right now. You give us an activity basically telling us the difference between a sound mind and an unsound mind. Do you want to unpack that a little? Sure. A sound mind is reasonable. You think reasonably, clear-headed, a quieted mind, confident, not paranoid, and peaceful. And then the opposite of that would be an unsound mind, unreasonable, 
confused and noisy mind, unconfident, the world around me tries to harm me, or uh, paranoia, and fearful. Mm. Those are just a few things that, that I thought of. So I guess we have to start by evaluating where we're at mentally. So maybe if you can evaluate that you're, you're reasonable, clear-headed, quieted, confident, peaceful, or unreasonable, confused, noisy in your mind, unconfident, fearful, thinking that the world's trying to harm you. How is that what is that what you do? You just start by analyzing where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a starting point. Mm-hmm. I think that's really helpful. Who is going to help us go from if we have several of these unsound mind characteristics? How are we going to get from that to wholeness? Well, we're going to we're going to look to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to counsel us. The Holy Spirit is going to teach us and. And over the past few decades, uh, I have asked the Lord to teach me and to counsel me. Even in the night, there's a scripture that he he will counsel us even in the night. Mm, You want to read that for us? Sure. Psalm 16, verse 7, Amplified Version says, I will bless the Lord who has counseled me. Indeed, my heart, my mind instructs me in the night. So we can... We can uh, submit our thoughts to God, and we can, if we have something on our mind uh, that we are praying about, we can ask the Lord right before we go to sleep to counsel us and to uh, to teach us. Mm-hmm. Isn't that good? You know, a lot of times right before we go to bed, we'll read out loud psalms, and they're very comforting and encouraging as you go to bed. And this morning when I woke up, there was a deep fog all across the farm, and I said, uh, the scripture just came to me, First uh, Corinthians thirteen twelve, that says, "For now we see as a fog, but one day we'll see clearly. We'll see Jesus face to face, face, and we'll understand everything." And it says that He um, knows us and that we are fully known in First Corinthians thirteen. Mm, I so love that. I, I think that really encouraged me when I was thinking about this. Uh, whatever is happening, even if you've kept your thoughts inside your head, you're fully known. God knows you. He knows mm-hmm. your thoughts. He can counsel you in the night. And he wants uh, He wants to talk to us about all of all of these things. Uh, why don't you read, um, do you have 2 Corinthians 3.18 there? Yes, I do. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Mm, I love that. And that's so similar to that First Corinthians 13 I was just quoting, because he wants us, uh, you know, to, to look to him for the glory and, and to have this hope and to have this healing and to be transformed. And even our mind can be transformed I think you had a story that you wanted to share with us. Yes. This is related to hearing the voice of God and and also that the word of God, if we had it in our heart, the word of God will speak to us. In other words, like at the time we need it, the the word of God will come up from our heart to our mind. And so uh, I, I just wanted to share a little short story about in the early 80s how how I was seeking the Lord about hearing his voice. I, kn- I knew that I, 
uh, that I did hear his voice because the Bible says my sheep hear my voice. So I knew that and I was born again. But I would hear people say the Lord said this or the Lord said that. And so I was thinking, Lord, I want to be that confident. I want to know that I'm hearing your voice. And so uh, and I had planted the word of God in my heart and I'm doing that daily because that's so important to know the word of God. But just in relation to hearing the voice of God, uh, I'll just share this little story. Well, uh, our son was about four years old and he was sitting uh, at the kitchen table. We had a trial level house and I was upstairs cleaning the bathroom. Again, we had we had put the house on the market uh, for nine months and not one single showing and the house was in a nice neighborhood. It was a very nice house, but not one showing. And so I was cleaning the bathroom. And as I was cleaning, I was just talking to the Lord silently. And I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm just so tired of cleaning, the, cleaning this house every day. I wanted to do more with my life than just cleaning the house. And the Lord understood. And immediately the word that had been planted in my heart came up to my mind from God. And it was, and, and the thought was, it's in his hands. And we know the scripture says we're in the hands of God, right? But he was saying that the cell of the house was in his hands. And within, it was just a few seconds later, our son, Benjamin, he, he yelled up, up to me and he said, Mom, do you know we're in God's hands? Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. I so love it. I knew the Lord was saying, yes, the cell, of, you're in God's hands. The cell of the house is in Uh, in my hands, he was saying to me. So the word that was planted came up to my mind. So the word speaks to us. The word of God will speak to us because the word of God is living. And the end of that story is that, yes, it was in the hands of God. And so a good friend of ours, a newlywed daughter and her husband, they bought the house and they are still living in it to this day. They raised their three children in the house and they're all serving the Lord. And so I praise God that it was truly in his hands. Even after nine months, the rightful owners got the home. Yes. And how old was Benjamin? He must have I been a little guy. He was he he couldn't have been more than four. Wow. Yeah. And he said, we're in God's hands. <laughs> he didn't know. Hey, Mom. <laughs> he didn't know what I was thinking. He knew nothing mm. about it, but it was God speaking through him. I love it. And it <laughs> says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. Yes. And we follow him. So I, I love that story. I think that's so good. Well, well, Mom, as an educator, you have something that you call a rubric. What is a rubric? That sounds like a teacher word to me. Well, a rubric is, it's just an evaluation tool. It's just something that you use as a guideline to judge something, such as an essay. Someone has written an essay and you're trying to evaluate, you know, the, the quality of their work. So I just wrote out a few questions to, to evaluate when we have a thought, is it from God or not? Should we keep the thought and, and think, okay, this lines up with the word of God or should we toss it out? So I just developed uh, or wrote a, a few questions, 11 questions to help us mm. with that. Oh yeah. Tell us some of those. Okay. Well, the first one is, does the thought align with the word of God? So we have to know the word of God to see if it aligns, lines up with the word of God. Is the thought godly or ungodly? Mm, mm -hmm. Does the thought promote fear? Will the thought lead to blessing as opposed to cursing? Will the thought lead to life as opposed to death? 
would I be ashamed uh, if my thoughts were made public? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is the thought in alignment with my goal to leave a godly legacy? Is the thought reasonable? Am I being paranoid? Am I being overly sensitive? Can the thought be put in the category of light or dark if you were forced to choose? You know. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Is this a light thought or a dark thought? You talked about, um, you know, light or dark or... It is is this thought godly or ungodly? I often tell people when, we, when we're studying the Holy Spirit, there's only one Holy Spirit. And right. if it's not holy, it's probably not from the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, it's really quite simple, isn't it? But we mm-hmm. sometimes we make uh, hard, things hard, harder than they than they are. But we want to talk today about foundational thinking, knowing that in your mind that God is on your side. And that is a foundational thought. You know, uh, I remember when we got married over 31 years ago, uh, we had a wedding room and in the Jackson's family home, the entire office was filled with our wedding gifts, beautiful packages, all these bows and ribbons. And it was a Southern, Southern bell wedding. And we decided not to open them until we returned from Israel because we spent our first year of marriage in Israel. And I just remember coming back and all of these gifts. I didn't, what I didn't understand at the time is that those wedding gifts were foundational for our marriage and for Mm -hmm. our life. And, you know, I think about the revereware pot I still make chili and vegetable soup in, the silverware that we still use, especially for Easter or for holiday dinners, and the wedding band china that we use for birthday celebrations. Those gifts were actually to get you through a lifetime. And that's how it is with God, isn't it? He has gifts for us, Mm -hmm. and he wants our minds to to have a foundation, foundation in his word and, and how he sees it. What, how do you, what are some things that you think are foundational that God wants us to have in our thinking? Well, God is for us, not against us. He is for us. And uh, we want to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is foundational thinking and that we're in God's hands. You know, we just told a little story about that in the previous uh, episode. God holds you in the palm of his hand, the life of Every living thing is in his hands. And where are those verses from, Mom? That is Job chapter 12, verse 10. Mm, I love it. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes righteousness is this big, huge, churchy word, but I just see it as everything is right between Mm -hmm. you and God. Right standing. Yeah, and God wants us to be okay with him and he's okay with us. Right. And it says that we have that in second Corinthians five twenty one because it's not that we can do enough. We could never be good enough, but Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And so because of what he did on the cross, we were, God's okay with us. Yeah. Sometimes we think he could never forgive me, but no, he does. And we're royalty. Mm. We are above only and not beneath. That's a scripture. You are the head and not the tail. <laughs> yeah, Deuteronomy twenty eight thirteen. Oh, I love that. That is so good. And we're victorious in Christ. Yes. We triumph. Always. Mm. It says always. We always. God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Always. But you know, you have in your notes here, God is no respecter of persons. But I think right. sometimes that's a wrong thinking we get in our head. Yeah, other people have victory. Other people, God loves them, but he would never love me. But he loves everyone. 
He is no respecter of persons. He lo- he loves us all. We are all his creation, and he loves us all. He, That's the he truth. He loves us equally. Mm-hmm. Mm, so and good. all the thousands of the promises of God are for all of us. Mm-hmm. They, these are uh, promises of God for for God's children. Mm, I love that. You know, I think about all the beautiful wedding gifts I had. What are some of the, the good gifts that God gives us for foundational thinking? Salvation is a, is the greatest gift, isn't it? Mm, Salvation it is. and blessing. He blesses us. He gives us life. He gives us joy. And if we have joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We have strength, but we have peace. That's from God, from the Prince of Peace. We have health. We have hope. We have help. We have counsel. We have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. These are all gifts from God. I, I just think that's so encouraging. You know, if we'll yield to God, he can do what he wants to do in us. But we do have an enemy yes. and an enemy that attacks our mind. As good as God is, <laughs> we also have this uh, pretty fierce enemy. And we have to kind of know who that enemy is. And who, who do you say that enemy is? Well, your great enemy is is the devil and Satan. Satan, that is First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, New Living Testament. Your enemy is not other people. That's mm-hmm. what we want to have in our head, that our enemy is not people. And, and the scripture to prove that is Ephesians 6, 12. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Hmm. But the de- devil is actually defeated yes. but we sometimes <laughs> cave to his lies because right. he's very crafty very crafty at what he does and he does lie he does lie to us and sometimes we think it's a person because <laughs> <laughs> you maybe you have resistance from an actual human being but it's yeah. actually a, a, an evil spirit that's harassing you or bothering you mm-hmm. it's the things that we can't see i i, I do love that verse and Ephesians six twelve. Also, what about John eight forty four? Says the devil is a liar, and he's the father of lies. Yes, in other words, he's an expert at lying, and he lies continually. He doesn't let up, and he tells the same lies over and over to everybody. He's no respecter of persons either. So <laughs> right. you might think he's just picking on me, but no, he picks on everybody. So mm-hmm. just know that that he's that the way that he's attacking you, he's attacking other people like that too. Mm-hmm. I remember a time he lied to me in my mind. I was this new mom and I had I had a baby and I had a, a one and a half year old, almost two year old, my my oldest son. And we had this little cute little house, our first house ever. And it was a fixer upper, very much a fixer upper. The house was built in 1917. It had a horsehair carpet. <laughs> and my kitchen had the icy blue pearlized tile with canary yellow on the wall and 1950s metal white metal cabinets but the floor was actually peeling up and it, everything was lead based in this old house and asbestos yeah, uh, yes it really was <laughs> and i had babies crawling around but i was happy i had i was happy with my kids i was happy to have a house you know all i was enjoying my life and we had a good friend that came to visit and spent the night and he said i just can't believe that you would have kids in this kitchen I mean, he was horrified. He thought we could do better than that. He thought we should be at a better place in our life than that and that this was not safe for them. And it really began to mess with my mind because 
up until that point, I was happy and I knew we mm-hmm. had to fix it up. But, but I thought, oh, wow, maybe I'm not doing as good as I thought. Maybe this isn't safe. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember running to my Bible and I found the verse that says, um, do not love the world or anything in the world. And that was in first John. And I felt like it was such a comfort to me from the Lord that said, you know, your heart wasn't on the things of this world. Your heart was on me. Your heart was on your family mm-hmm. and the good things. And so it brought me comfort and got my thinking back in line. And we right. did eventually fix up that. <laughs> I even applied for the ugliest kitchen contest ever and I didn't win. I wish I would have, but we did apply for that. But, you know, sometimes, wow, the, the, the devil really hits you hard, doesn't he? Right. Mm-hmm. What, are, what other verses, mom? Do you have some other verses for us? Well, First uh, Peter 5, 8 tells us uh, how serious the devil is. He seeks someone to devour. Mm-hmm. So we do have to be on the alert but we don't have to be fearful because God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. We just have to know who we are, but we also have to not be ignorant of who our enemy is. And we have to, um, we have to know that um, the devil is a destroyer. And one of the things he tries to do with everybody is he tries to come at us in some shape or form of pride because that was his downfall. See, that was his downfall, and he wants it to be our downfall, mm. too. And so we have to to just be on the alert for that because pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling or before I fall. And we have to just be conscious of How that. How would you define pride? What do you think pride looks like well, today? I, I used to think that pride was, you know, thinking that uh, you're better than somebody else. Mm-hmm. But th- the Lord actually showed me that that I was prideful. I I just, I couldn't hardly believe it. Mm. The Lord showed me and he said he was emptying me out. And, um, it was at right after I got my doctorate degree (laughs) and he said, clearly uh, it was not audible, but he said, I am emptying you out. And, and he said that, uh, like a critical spirit, you know, a critical Mm. spirit, maybe you think that, you know, more than somebody else. And so I, I, he said, that's got to go. That's what he told me. He said, That's that got has to got go. to go. And six months later, then uh, it was like a wine bag and all that stuff had to go. But then he said, those dregs down the bottom, there's a few a few things left. He said, That's got to go too. Hmm. So he, he showed me that I was prideful and I didn't think that I was prideful. You could have asked me, Are you a prideful person? Do you think you're better than someone? I would have said, No. But I, whatever God says is what's the truth. Isn't he so kind and so, so gentle kind. to show mm-hmm. us to show us something that Satan could just keep hammering us with if right. we if we don't get rid of it. Right. I think that's a lovely story and so beautiful. He will do that with all of us. Sometimes we're mm-hmm. afraid to give our heart to God, but we can give our heart. We can trust him. We can trust him with our life and with our heart. And you know, my favorite verse in all of this is James 4 7 because it's an action verse. And mm-hmm. it says to submit to God. Mm-hmm. And he will draw near to you. If you if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And then to resist the devil and he will flee. Now, that's mm-hmm. the truth. That's the truth. But first, notice in that scripture, it says, first, submit to God. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, we do that first. We do that first. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? 
can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? I wonder what it would do to our life if we begin to pray for our desire for God to grow. Father, we want to come before you today because we, we need to be honest. You've been so good to us. You've provided so much for us that sometimes we, we take your grace for granted. And God, we want you to know that, that our hunger and our thirst for righteousness is not what we want it to be. God, we've been, we've been okay with just getting C's, passing marks, when we know that you want us to desire your best. And God, we've, we've gotten, a little, gotten a little lazy. We've gotten spiritual slide. I, I don't know how to describe it to you, Father, other than that our focus hasn't been on you. We've become self-centered and we've not been kingdom-oriented. And we know that you want us to be kingdom men and kingdom women, that you want us to be about the kingdom work. And so this is what we're praying. We're praying that you would begin to, to help us stir up the fire within us, to stir up our faith in you, to be stirred up within, to have a desire for holiness. Lord, may we become a people that say, God, we're, we're people of unclean lips, and then you cleanse us of that unrighteousness. Would you show us right now what it is that's been keeping us from really hungering for you? Now, Lord, would you begin to help us to exercise our authority in Jesus' name and our position in Christ Jesus and help us to live out our walk with you? Help us to begin to grow. You are the vine tender. You prune off anything that needs to be pruned right now. We, we surrender it to you. We don't, we don't hold that back. Lord, begin to, to move us so that we can see how we could be used for you. God, give us Christian friends, give us Christian mentors, and give us people that we can disciple. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. You know, I believe prayer is powerful. We should pray first and ask questions later. And if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry, I ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address, and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of The Church Next Door and Your Next Step. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. And it's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. 
Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.